0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas Tetzavet, Tavshin Ayin Vav, the Parsha of Te Kahuna, the Parsha that sometimes, most often is Parsha Zachar, but this year we have another month until we get there, so we get to speak exclusively about the Parsha, Parsha's Tetzaveh. We start off just one thought, one repeat thought from six years ago, but it's uh, it's worthwhile to review the words of the Gra, Words of the Grah on the first pusik of this week's Parsha and what the Pusik does not say. One would expect, as we spoke about it last week, the um, first time that the Torah says, after Harsina, Vaidaber Hashem El Moshe that's how Parshat Shruma starts off. So one would expect that to occur again in Parshat Tzavah, and yet we don't have that. We have Yatat Tzaves B'nei Yisrael. You should command B'nei Yisrael, where is the Va'idaber Hashem El Moshe Why doesn't it say that in the beginning of our parsha, as it says in many other parshios, and even as it says by this mitzvah, which is also found in parsha's emar, which the gra quotes in number one, we have the same mitzvah of lighting the candles. So, why doesn't it say that? So, explains the gra, quoted in many different sources. This is from the, the, uh, one of the the, Grah's, uh, the compilations, Allah Torah, that we know. Usually, Parsha Tetzaveh is either before or after Zion Adar, which is Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday, Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site, even as this year is in a Shanamu Ubaris. Zion Adar was this past week, right? Parsha's Tetzaveh. Zion Adar is the day that we think about Moshe Rabbeinu, and yet, this is the only Parsha starting from Parsha Shmos until the end of the Torah. Not the end of the Torah, really, the end of the midbar. The entire Dvar, in Moshe is talking. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu's name does not appear. But in all of Shmos and VaYikra and Bamidbar through all the Parshias where Moshe Rabbeinu was doing something and a number of the ones in Devarim as well, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is mentioned, except for Parshas Tzav. Parshas is the only one that his name is is uh, left out. And as we know, the Balatur already points out that. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was davening for Chal Yisrael, and Hashem says, don't worry about it, I'll destroy you. I'll destroy them, and I'll build a nation from you. Moshe says, not interested. erase my name. Erase my name. If you're going to get rid of them, get rid of me too. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu did not destroy Am Yisrael, but because those words came out of Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth, I'm going to erase you, mecheni nam or erase me. So it's mekuyam in this week's parsha the only time that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned, it's erased, so to speak, is Parshas Tetzave, line 6, V'Hashem Yisbarach, V'Yisal Hashem, who sees into the future, because he is not bound by time, Hatsopheu Mabit Hatsopka Ladoros, Yeda Merosh, Merosh, he knew that Moshe Rabbeinu would be born and die on Zayin Adar, and that's why he picked this Parsha to have Moshe Rabbeinu's name not mentioned, V'Yatat Tetzave, L'Zos L'Zachar Shmo, Parshas Azos L'Rameiz Al Z. So that was said already earlier. Already earlier, with the Balaturim, uh, the tour in his shorter commentary known as the Balaturim already points that out. But then, then the Gra adds on his own. And that is, as we know, at the end of every Parsha, we have a number listed about how many Psukim there are in the Parsha. How many Psukim are there in Tetzave? 101. Kuf Aleph. 101 Psukim, and it says at the end, Michael Simon, right? The Gomachi of Michael. That is the simon. What's the symbolism of 101? 101 are the number of psukim. So if we look a little deeply, we'll see, if we count up, we'll see those are the number of psukim. But says the Gra, if you take the name Moshe, Mem Shin Hey. if you look at the letters behind Moshe, if you analyze Moshe, Mem, what's behind the Mem? Mem, Mem, Mem. Shin, Shin Yud Nun. What's behind the Shin? In Moshe, Yud and Nun. Hey, what's behind the hey? Hey, aleph. Spelled hey. One. If you add up all of those letters, the mem from mem, the yud shin from sh, the yud nun from shin, and you have the aleph altogether, a hundred and one. A hundred and one is the nistar behind Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Gra, Vatamu hanela Moshe aleph. What's hidden in Moshe is one hundred and one. What is hidden from our parsha? is Moshe Rabenu. Lo Rames line 13. Sha'afa pishachitoni is Moshe Rabenu. Haynu hagashmi shlo gufo akadoj nedar meitalu. Moshe is not here. We don't see Moshe, but he's all over this parsha. He's all over the entire Torah. Mikomagam apinim is shlo. Haruchni yishu domen lahanistar What's behind old Khaitanu? is with us as Moshe Rabenu is our Rebbe, he's the only one, as we know in history, who has the appellation, who has the, the name Rabenu. right? We have many that are called Rashi, Rabban Shul Yisrael, but really Moshe is the only one as Rabenu, and he is with us throughout. As we like to point out, at the end of, the Pasuk, at the end of Nevi'im, the end of Treasar, Hashem even calls the Torah after Moshe. Zichru Toras Moshe Avdi. Remember the Torah of Moshe, my servant. Hashem calls the Torah after Moshe Rabbeinu, the Godless of Moshe. So the Gra says Moshe is here and he's not here at the same time. and Viata and you talking to Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the Gra gets us started here in Tachshanayin Vav as he did a number of years ago as well. Okay, so now let's get to the actual psukim. Viata Titzaveh as Yisrael. You shall command bnei Yisrael. Vikhu Elecha Shemin Zaizach, you shall take for yourself pure oil, kasis la maor, la haalos ner tamid. Take crushed pure oil for the menorah, la halos ner tamid, so that the ner, the flame shall go up. Question is asked by the Mepharshim, what is the word Elecha? Vikhu Elecha. What do you mean for you? Vikhu, take. Gather, take the donations. What's the word alecha? What is that telling us? And if we look a couple of Prakim from now, we have another alecha. If you look in the beginning of the Sichas Musar, Nun Aleph in source number two, Rav Chaim Shmuel says, Yesh yisrael, and Bring the oil to you. What is to you? What, what is Moshe Rabbeinu's specific connection to the oil that's going to be used in the Mishkan? And he already points out that the Ramban points this out, but he's going to go in a different direction. Ukemoche, in line six, later on, Perek, Chafches, Pasik, Aleph, Tupsukim from now, V'yata ha E'lecha, Es Aron Achicha, Right, this Parsha is about Aron Cohen. We have the Big Day Kahuna, which are part of the creation, so to speak, of Aron Cohen. We've spoken about that in the past, that the Big Day Kahuna help. Not only Av, Aaron do the Avoda, but they help create, what does the pasuk say later on, hanoli, to be Kohanim for me. They help create, as the Gemara says in Zvachim, she alayhem alayhem. when a Kohen has his begadim on, they are complete Kohanim. Without the begadim, they're not complete, they're incomplete Kohanim. So, there the passage says, achicha, bring close to you Aaron and his children, and again, the question is asked, what's the emphasis of the word eilecha? Both in the first pasuk of the parsha and in the third pasuk of the parsha? So, Rav Chayish says, a thought that is said by many, but let's see it in his words uh, and where he applies this to. Says Dov and Tehillim, gam How beautiful, how great, how pleasant is it when brothers get together. Sheves achim gam yachad. And then the pasik continues, not as famous part of the pasik. The next part, al Alharosh, like good oil on the head, yoreid Al Hazikan, Zikan I'm reading on line nine. She like good oil on the head that flows onto the beard of Aharon. She What exactly does that mean? Gam like oil on the head, it goes onto the beard. What's going on here? So it says the Medrash. The Medrash, it's quoted, he quotes it from the Shizbukubet, says in that's where it's talking about oil. Why does it say the word zakan twice in the Pasik? Allah zakan, zakan aharon is referring to the two beards of Moshe and Aharon. Meaning, Lafi shahaya al zakan aharon ki'ilu haya al zakanu shel Moshe. Moshe and Aaron were one. When Aaron had oil poured on him, it was as it, Moshe felt it. That's the Pasuk, Sheves Achim Gam Yachtov, the ultimate brothers, when the Gemara wants to, rhetorically, the Gemara, I think in Baba Basra, rhetorically say, what, you're going to think brothers are going to lie? By, by Edus." they say, Moshe and Aaron, those are the ultimate, the prototypical brothers that got along, that loved each other. <laughs> they are, according to the Medrash, the Sheves Achim Gam Yachtov. Says the Medrash, says Rav Chaim Shulev, it's Klomar. Through the Achtus and the connection between them, Moshe felt. He was getting wet. He felt it. When he poured the oil onto Aaron to anoint him, he felt it. It was him. They were one, right? What, is the, what does the Pasuk say that in Baaloscha? Chatsib sarot. When, when so, a sibling is sick, it's like half of him is sick. And explains Rebbe Chaim, that helps us also understand a couple of other ideas before we get back to our pasik. Line 16, we have a pasik earlier in Shmos. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was arguing at the snap. I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Hashem asked him once, Hashem asked him twice, three times. Please, no, send somebody else until Hashem gets angry at him. Enough already! I, I'm telling you, you need to go to Mitzrayim. Va'yicharav Hashem bemoshe. Va'yomer haloa Aaron achicha ha'levi. Aaron achicha, the Levi, go back to him, he'll talk for you. What's the emphasis of Aaron achicha ha'levi? Rashi quotes Tupshatim. Rashi there in Parsha Shmos, line 17. Rabbi Shua ben Charon betorah Whenever Hashem gets angry, there's an effect. There's a roshem. Vizel no mar Here, it just says Hashem got angry, but there's no roshem. There's nothing negative that comes out of it. This is an exception to the rule. There's no roshem here. There's no effect by this anger of God. Amalor Yosi. Rabbi Yosi says, I'm sorry, but there was a roshem here too. There was also a Roshem here. What's the emphasis? Aaron was supposed to be the Levi and you, Moshe, were supposed to be the Kohen Gadol. You were supposed to be everything. Because of this, because of your difficulty that you gave me in this, so there was a Roshem lo yiekein elohu yiekein viatahalevi. You'll be a levi, but he'll be the kohen. Shneemar, as the pasuk says in Devar Hayamim, umoshe isha lokim banav yikaru al-shaveth alshevet halevi. So paschas is a machlokes. Rabbi Shuv and says there was no roshem, and Rabbi Yosi says <laughs> there was a roshem. Or Rabbi Shuv argues on that memra, on that chazal explains the sicha's muster. No, elu veelu Devar Yaluki there was a there were chayim right the the there was a roshem it was taken away but you know what the rabbi rabbi Shubikach is saying Moshe didn't feel it Moshe didn't feel the roshem my brother has it awesome amazing okay it's taken from me but it's it's all in the family he doesn't feel anything negative he doesn't feel like he had a demotion because if my brother has it so then it's just like if I have it. No problem. Line 22. There was no effect. There was an Onesh. That it was supposed to be, go out from him. No problem. Achve'eine Moshe, in Moshe's eyes, Hasheman Nimshach, z'azakan Aaron. Remember, it goes on Aaron's beard, it goes on Moshe's beard. It's the same beard. Z'akan z'akan. It says that both of those words in the Pasak into Hilim. bo roshem. So, says of Khaich will have it. That's Shabas Achim Similarly, another place where we could apply this. Rashi at the beginning of Baloscha, the other place where the Neros are discussed, line five of the next source. Famous Rashi at the beginning of Baloscha. What is Baloscha doing where it is? What are the Neros doing there? Explains Rashi, is connected to the second half of Parshas Naso. The whole second half of Parshas Naso are the Karbanos of the Nissiim. Every Nasi from every Shavet brings every Karban. Brings a Chatas and an ola and a shlamim and a mincha and ketores everything except in asham asham is included in Chatas, the the rabban says there but everything so Aaron explains Chazal was upset every it brings something what about me what happened to me every shavet yehuda and yisachar every it brings something what about me Aaron throughout history he had according to Chazal he had somewhat of a complex always nervous. Egel, Egel, Egel. That was always on his mind. His chat, his chatasi. He always put his chat. He always remembered. He always thought it. Now, okay, now I'm going to get it. Say so here too, he, what happened? Hashem says, don't worry about it. And the ramban, as we know, we talk chadikat time about that ramban. Mo- as for why wasn't Moshe upset? Why wasn't only Aaron was upset? Moshe was also from Levi. Why wasn't Moshe upset? And when? The answer was given that, oh, don't worry, Aaron, you'll light the menorah. You'll light the menorah. Don't worry about it. Moshe doesn't like the menorah. Moshe's not the Kohen Gadol. Moshe's not a Kohen. It's from Sheva Levi. But it's, so why isn't he upset? It says Rav at the same point. It was Moshe's question and it was Moshe's answer. The same thing. He was in his shoes. That's exactly it. Line 14. Moshe Says, Rav Cheshwelevitz, now we get back to our The Atatat Savez b'nei Yisrael. The Yichru bring to you. Shemin Zayezach. Right, what does that mean? Or the next Pasik. Hakrevi Lechris Aaron Achicha, to you. Because it's as if it's happening to Moshe. Aaron Moshe. Sheves Achim Gam Yachtav. Line 18. When he made his brother the Kohen Godel, it's as if he was becoming the Kohen Gadol that day. Unbelievable. Moshe felt that way. But, he just points out now at the end, it was two-directional. It wasn't just that Moshe, Moshe was awesome, he felt that way about Aaron. Aaron also felt that way about Moshe. As we know, the passage tells us also, and you will go back and he'll be happy. And what did Moshe say when he was bargaining with, uh, with Hashem? Don't send me, send the one who are used to sending in his hands. Who is he referring to? Aaron. Imagine, imagine Aaron a Aaron's been the leader of the Jewish people for years, right? Moshe Rabbeinu comes back to Mitzrayim, he's 80. That means Aaron, 86, 83, right? Three years older than Miriam's the oldest. So he's 80, for 83 years, he's been the leader. He's been the Navi. He's been telling him it's old, And all of a sudden, you know, his younger brother comes onto the scene and he's going to be the leader. Yeah, where have you been all these years of Shebud? Yeah, he grew up in the palace. Yeah, he really understands us. Right? That, that's gonna be, he's gonna be the leader? Aaron doesn't feel anything. He, uh, Moshe says, send him. No, no, Hashem says, he feels as if it was him. Don't worry about it. The lave of Aaron. That was, that was Moshe's lave. Line 26. Even though he's the one that's normally sent. And now Moshe's going in his stead. They're all the same. They're all one unit. That is the ultimate symbol of Sheves Achim Gam Yachtav. They felt for each other. I've quoted a, a number of times in the past. The Chavetz Chaim. I once met someone who learned with the Chavetz Chaim, and he said the godless of the Chavitz Chaim was that he was always in the shoes of his fellow Jew. He was always there. He heard of his Simcha, he starts crying. As if his own daughter got engaged. He hears of its Sarah. That's what they tell you the story of the Panevich Arav. One time he was going, passing through Rodin, and he got stuck, the train got stuck, so he's like, okay, I'll go to the Chavetz Chaim. He goes to Ladar. And he goes to the Chavetz Chaim just to visit, and he goes and he hears, and the said answers, and he hears the Chavitz Chaim wailing in the background. All crying, all He's like, what's happening? Is he okay? He's like, yeah, yeah it's fine. Like, what's, what's the matter? Oh, there's a woman on the other side of town that's, that's having difficulty in her labor. What, is it your daughter? Is it your relative? He has no idea. He just found out that there's a woman There's a woman on the other side of town in labor. The Pana says, he feels this way for somebody he doesn't even know? I'm staying here and learning with the Chavetz Chai. That was the Chavetz Chai like Moshe and Aaron. He was in their shoes. He fell. That's how we have to feel about every fellow Jew, the brotherly feeling that we have to have with our, with our siblings. So that's the Eilecha. V'yata atat tzaveh. take to you, Shemen, the oil. You're not going to light the menorah. It's okay. It's as if I'm lighting the menorah. It's for you. lecha nechicha. Bring close to you because you're also, you're also going to be part of the uh, kahuna, as we know, was Moshe Rabbeinu's feeling throughout. Okay. Obviously, a lot more there, but, uh, we'll move on. We continue. Aaron Akoin is brought close by Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKrevi, Lech, Darod, Achicha, Viasisa, Big, De Kodesh, Aaron, Achicha, Lechavod, Ulisifaris. And you shall make the Begadin. Special clothing for Aaron, Lechavod, Ulisifaris. For special honor, for glory. Via Who's going to make these Begadin? Tidaber Al Kalchachme Laiv Asher ruach Ruachma. Speak to all the wise men, all the wise of heart, to translate literally. Alkalchhachme laiv, asher mi ruach ruachmah. Anyone who is wise of heart that has been filled with chachmah, Aaron Kachoba Khan Khanuli. They'll make the begotten what does this phrase mean? Speak to those who are chach meylev. What does it mean, wise of heart? Right, what about, is that where the, the 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 resting of wisdom is in the heart? Hashem that I have filled with wisdom. It sounds like Hashem filled them with wisdom and that's why they're full of wisdom. So what do you have to do to get filled with wisdom? Right? Hashem meylev, Hashem or chachma. What was step one? Why did Hashem choose them? Explains, if you look in source number four now, the Padinet he quotes a story, or the Pshada, the Chacham Lev. It means someone who wants wisdom. Not just somebody who has wisdom. Somebody who wants wisdom. That's a person who gets wisdom. Right? You don't even have to look further than Shlomo Hamelech. Shlomo Hamelech Hashem says, one request. One request. I'll give you one. So it's always like the chachma to know, you know, what's the one request that I could get all of them? Right? So Shlomo got it. You can't ask for, okay, I asked for the ability to ask for as many things as I want. No. Shlomo didn't say that. Just wisdom. I want to be able to understand you, God. I want to be able to understand your unbelievable, beautiful universe. Hashem says, bingo. You got it, you get everything. You have chachma and osher and shalva. If we want chachma, if we desire chachma, then Hashem's gonna give us Chachma. says, He quotes a beautiful story from Harif. He quotes, Famous type of model case. He comes to the yeshiva to look for a son in law. To look for a, a boy for his daughter. He can't he can't test all the kids. Can't sit down with all of them. He goes on the bima. He bangs on the bima and says, "I have a kasha." He has a really strong question. Then he announced, Whoever can answer this question, that's the guy. That's the guy. If he's so smart. If he's such a chacham. He could figure out this kasha. This 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 sorechin of Rabbi So then. He's the, he's the man. all of a sudden she was alive, talking and pilpiling and asking and, and wondering and trying to answer the Kasha. She came who doesn't want to be the son-in-law of such a great Sadik. So they all got online. This one had this answer and this answer and they, and they all sorry, doesn't work, doesn't fit. They say, Akasha, no, no, no. They all, long lines. The end of the day, the end of the two days, however long it was, no answer. Nobody had an answer. No answer. Okay, what can I do? Maybe I'll go to a different yeshiva. So he starts leaving. He starts leaving the city. He starts his wagon, starts taking him out. All of a sudden, the years from behind him. Wait, 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 stop. Atzor, atzor. One of, the kids, one of the boys from the yeshiva was running. One of the... He says, oh, thank God. Okay. He's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, okay, take it. You have an answer? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have an answer for me? See, so he says, no, I don't have an answer. But I want to know the answer. What's the answer to your question? You're my man. You don't have an answer. But you want the answer. You can't sleep at night because it's bothering you and you want the answer? Okay, that's good also. That desire. He doesn't care about the COVID. He just wants to know the answer to the question. You're my son in law He didn't get the answer, but he got the question. That's a chacham leiv. Teach every Chacham lev that I gave Chachma to. Why? Because they were Chacham lev Because they wanted the Chachma. He doesn't quote it, but I thought you could get this message also from a Gemara. Gemara that we've touched on in the past, top, top of the left, source number five, Sanhedrin Kufbeis, one of the Gemara's in Chelek. This story is usually used in a different way, but there's one detail in this story, which I think illustrates our point. Ravashi, one of the great later Amoroyim, one of the codifiers of the Gemara, Ravina and Ravashi, Ravashi, Uki, Ashlosha, Malachim. Ravashi was about to give Shear about the three kings, the three kings that might have lost their Olam Haba, like the first Mishnah in tells us. Acha Menashe, Yeravam. So he tells his Shear, as any great Magid Shear would say, at the end of the Shear, you got to leave like a cliffhanger. You got to see what we're going to discuss next time. You know, come back next time, because it's like, you know, coming attractions. You have to leave. You have to leave a little bit uh, to, to, to let the you know want to come back. So at the end of Sheer, one day Ravashi says, "Tomorrow, what are we going to talk about? Niftach b'chavim. We're going to talk about our colleagues." He doesn't call the kings that they were going to talk about kings. Doesn't call them kings. That night, Asa Menashe is Chazile b'chelme. That night, Menashe, one of the worst kings we had. Right, the uh the soul story about Khizkyo, Amanasha. Menashe came to him in a dream. Omar, You call me a friend? You call me you're on par with me. Right, you call me a, a colleague? We're gonna talk about our friends tomorrow. Ravashi, mehcha bazlameshri amotsi. Where are you supposed to cut the bread when you make a mozi? Where are you supposed to cut the bread? How where are you supposed to cut the bread? Ravashi says I don't know. says you don't even know where to cut the bread from. The and you call me a colleague. How can you do that? Omarle Ravashi answers what would you say Ravashi to answer? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for calling you that. What's Ravashi's first reaction? I really, okay, teach me. Tell me! Okay, tell me. Tomorrow, I'll quote you, B'Shem Amro, you know what the answer is. Amro le, so he says, okay, where it's baked the most, which itself is a machlok Does that mean the corner of the challah because it's burned the most? Does that mean the middle of the challah? Whatever one does, different men hug him about what people do in their house on Friday night. Do they cut the middle, the end? Elu elu? But either way, it comes from this Gemara let's just finish the Gemara the Gemara finishes Rav Ashi says if you're such a great Chacham so why do you do such terrible Avodah Zara? No, know you're so wise and this is one of the Gemaras that talk about the Taiva that used to be for Avodah that we can't even fathom because the Ashi of got rid of the zara for Avodah we can't fathom wanting to bow down to a tree but then it was a serious Taiva says, Menashe, If you would have been there, Ravashi, you would have grabbed onto my coattails and run after me. You would have been just like me. Okay. But what do you see from this Gemara? And the next day, Ravashi said, okay, let's talk about our rabbis. Good. What was Ravashi's reaction when he was embarrassed, when he was put down by Menashe, you didn't even know the basic halacha: where to make amotzi from. Well, he should close up shop and just like turn red. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, his first reaction. Tell me the answer. He's a mavaki shachma. He has to know. He can't not answer. He cannot ask the question, even from Menashe, who just insulted him. That's this Talmud who came, and that's what it means. Somebody who is a chacham leif. Okay, moving right along. Perak Now we actually have to spend some time talking about the begadim. That is what the crux of the parsha is about. So here we go. Vela abegadim asher yasu. These are the begadim that you'll make in Patsagdalah. Choshen, ephod, me'il. The breastplate, the ephod, the apron, the me'il, the long coat made out of tcheiles. Tonis es the shirt, mitznefes, the hat, fa'avnet, and the belt. Question we've dealt with in past years, why there are only six listed in this Pasik? You're missing two. These are the begadim, here's six. Where's the tzitz, and where's the mechnasayim? They're not on this list. The Orchai says, well, the tzitz is super, and the mechnasayim is inferior, right? So they're not in the other six. Okay, there are other answers as well. But they're listed here, and they're made out of zot, chelas, argamont, vashani, etc. But the first one to be described is the aphode. Is the aphode is the apron, which we discussed this unbelievable line in Rashi in past years. Rashi says, I have no idea what the afod looked like, but my heart tells me, and then there's a 35-line Rashi that tells us what the aphod looked like. A certain halachic intuition that Rashi had, not for now. But... On the ephod, as we know, the ephod was an apron, but no front. Because the choshen was attached to the ephod on the front. But it had shoulder straps that went over the shoulders that connected to the choshen. On top of the shoulders were two special stones. One on each shoulder. Pesach tes. eshtei avnei shoham. alayhem yisrael. Take two avnei shoham and... Put on them the name. Six Shvatim on each one. The Gemara and Sota discusses which Shvatim were on each of the Avnei Shoham. Interesting comment. If we think about it, the Shoham wore these two stones on the shoulders. If we look a little further, what stones were on the Choshen itself? The breastplate had 12 stones. 12 special stones. Few few later, it describes them. Odem, Pitadah, Nofech, Sapir, Yahalom, Leshem, Shavu, Achlamah, Tarshish, Shoham, the yashve. The Shoham was also on the Chosheh. Fascinating horror. We just don't think about it usually. The Shoham wore on the shoulders. And the Shoham was the bottom row, middle stone. Meaning, the stone of Yosef. The last one was Binyam and that was Yashveh. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's interesting that Shoham is both the stone of all the Shvatim and the stone of the Shevet Yosef. Says the Meshachachah. The Meshachachah has three Ha'aris. All on this pasuk. each one, one more fascinating than the next. Says the Meshachachah. First is Ha'ara. You just got to read the pasik a, li- a little bit slowly for us to catch this. Says the Meshachachah, Source number six. Hinei, Bishoham, Dechoshen, Lamate Yosef, Ramaz she Yisrael Yosef. We are not only called Yaakov. We are B'nai Yaakov, B'nai Yisrael. We are also there are a couple of shvatim that we're called. We're called Yosef. Where well, are we called Yosef? He quotes a Pasuk in Amos, Ula Yehonin she'iris Yosef, she'iris Yosef are called. But we're also called. We know from the Haftorah on Rosh Hashanah, Yo, Havei Yaqirli Ephraim, Ephraim son of Yosef. We're also called Ephraim, which is Yosef. So, all of Klai Yisrael is called Yosef. We are also called Yehuda. Not all Yehuda, but many of us in various uh, contexts. So, that's point number one. That all the Shvatim, all of Klal Yisrael, are connected to Yosef Satik. Number one. Number two. Let's think about these two begadim for a moment. The Ephod and the Choshen, that went together. The Ephod held up the Choshen. Veda, line 4, says the Meshachachma, or Meir Simcha. Veda, the Gemara tells us in Zvachim daf Peches that each of the Big Day Kahuna was machaper, brought atonement for a different sin. Veda, the ephod machaper al kochavim. The ephod the apron, was machaper for avodazara. azara. Shneamar, eifod utrafim. V'choshem mechaper al adinim. was mechaper for violations in monetary law. Dinim, benadam machaveiro. That's why the kso HaKoshim, why did the tour called, call the Book of Monetary Law Choshe Mishpat? Because of this Chazal. The Choshen is Machaper on Monetary Law. So the Choshen is Machaper on Dinim. Lachain. So if you think about it then, the Shoham, the Shoham which is the stone of the afod the Shoham symbolizes Kapara for Miramizli is misguided incorrect intellectual decisions that's Avodah Zahra. right we don't recognize and accept god it's in the mind it's an intellectual decision so the shoam, which is the afo that's machaper on the intellectual mistakes shezegaram avon the yashvei, the yashvei is the final stone on the choshen, the last one on the choshen. Shehu so gemara choshen eva nachrona. it. if you you pick one stone to symbolize the choshen, it's the last one. Nachrona nachron chaviv. So that's the yashvei meramez lahasares haavel fa'mir mavona. That's symbolizing the mistakes in benado machaveru, the mistakes in in uh, fraud, the mistakes in stealing. Right? That's on the choshen. Shezegram liivos hadin. So the Shoham and the Yashvei, the Shoham of the Ephod, the Yashvei of the Choshen, both symbolize the two classic mistakes and the kaparas of those mistakes. The Benadam mamakom the Avodah Zarah, the Benadam HaVero of the Choshen. With this, he says, you read a Gemara in Babu Vasara and it screams out at us. It screams out at us. You read this Gemara without this Meshachach, it's just a Gemara. It says the Gemara Baba line 15, based on a Pasuk in Yeshayahu. In the printed Meshachachim, it says Paraglama Dalad, but it's a mistake, it's Nun In Yeshayahu, Visamti Kadkod Shem The passage describing that the gates of Yerushalayim are going to be made with Kadkod in the future. Some type of stones. What type of stones is being referred to here in Yeshayahu? That these will be the stones of the gates of Yerushalayim. The Gemara has two opinions. Shoham or Yashveh. Chad Omar Shoham, maybe that's going to be the jewel used in the gates because that's going to symbolize atonement. Mashiach's going to come in areas of Bedadu Machaverah, Bedadu Machamakom, because that's the Shoham from the Ephod, which is the Chapra of Orotzara. The Chad Omar Yashvei, Shehu Asaras Mir Mahava Bedadu Machaverah. You read that Gemara without it. it's like okay, two stones, Chad Amar No, those are the that's the Choshen and the Ephod. That's the Bedadu Machamakom, Bedadu Machaverah. And what is Kadkod? Amar HaKadosh will levi Kedain This and this. Because we need the perfection in both. And then the Meshachachma adds, look at the next Pasuk in Yeshayo, which the Gemara doesn't quote. But if you're familiar with Tanakh, go to Psukim later. V'chol Limudei Hashem v'rab Shalom V'chol All of your children will be knowledge and learning from you, God. That's the shoham, that's the they'll have correct intellectual recognition of you. And then shalom there'll be shoham amongst them. There won't be avel. That's the, that's the yashveh. That's the choshen. That's the kapara for ibus hadid. So you have the shoham and the yashveh, the symbol of the eifo, the symbol of the choshen, that's Binad al Mamakabinadam Khaverah that's Abu Zarah, and that's Ivo Sadin, and that's the Gmar Baba Barsra about what the gates of Yerushalayim will be made of in the future. And then one final, short little point. It's so obvious once we hear it, but we can know the story, but we won't put it together. Vida where it's underlined. We know that ten of the Shvatim were held accountable for Mahiras Yosef. Not Yosef, not Benjamin. Ten of the Shvatim were held accountable. But Yosef himself is also held accountable a little bit in the fact that he didn't reveal himself to his father for 22 years. Imagine the pain he put his father with through. Again, shot them. he thought his father was in on it. Let's say the Pshat. Pshat, he doesn't know. So he could have sent a postcard so he also kind of pained his father a little bit. So the only one who was totally pure in Kibbut aim was Binyamin. He was the only one. What's the most famous story in Shas about Kibbut aim? Dama Benesina. What happened in that story? They lost one of the jewels of the Choshen. And he had it. What stone did they lose? The Yashfei. The stone of Binyamin, the one who was perfect in Kibar Ava'im, that was the one that brought the story of Dhamma Benesina, the classic Kibar Ava'im story, to the, to the, to the fold and made us appreciate that mitzvah. Binyamin, Kibe, La'aviv, La'achin, Shars, Ashkina, Bechelko. I the was in it, the Mizbech was in his uh, portion. La'achin, Kisha, Avad, Yashveh, Mi, Binyamin. When the Yashveh was lost, it's no coincidence that we learned about the mitzvah of Aim and the Chachamim heard, I'm not waking up my father. That was because they were looking for the stone, the stone of Binyan. Okay, very special. Moving right along. Let's continue with the unique, every thought is special, every thought is special, but different uh, thoughts connect to each of us. Let's go to Shlishi, let's talk about another one of the Be'gadim. The Me'il. Let's talk about the Me'il. What was the Me'il? What did it look like? Says the Pasik by Shlishi, says, same'il va'efod kelil So we know it was completely tra'elus. Completely. That's a lot of snails, right? Completely tra'elus, which means wool made with the with the dye. Me'il tra'elus. Rashi quotes "kulo tra'elus, she'ein min acher mu'ravbo." Pure, pure trellis. But then it's described. V'ayapis rosho The head is, the neck is within it. Safa ye'el afiv saviv. You'll have a rim, a hem around the, the head of it. Marcel o rei k'fisachra Now let rip it. V'asisa shulav, as we know, what was on the bottom of the me'il? Rimone, pomegranates. For our government of we discussed in past years what exactly it looked like. Was it alternating? Pomegranate bell, pomegranate bell. Was it the bells inside the pomegranates? Different details that we have discussed. But we have never discussed the machlokas, what exactly the meal looked like. We are generally influenced by Rashi. Rashi says the meal was a coat. That's how we usually translate the meal. The coat made out of tcheles. And we usually see pictures of the me'il. It was like a long coat with sleeves, with a long front, with a long back. And that's how Rashi seems to describe it. But if you look in the Rambam, the Rambam has a different description. The Rambam, I gave it to you in source number seven. The Rambam says it was like shaped in a big pair of tzitzes shape. Like we have just a front and a back without any sides. That's what the me'il was, according to the Rambam. All the way down in the front, all the way down in the back, open on the sides. That's the Rambam's Me'il, source number seven. ain lo base yad ela min right from the edge of the throat. Just in the front, just in the back. The Riveit says on the Rambam, zu Don't know where he got this from. Don't know where he got this from. Is there a Gemara? Is there a Brisa? Right, the Ribbon seems so old. like Rashi, like Robert Shonen. Where does the Raman get this from? Question one. And then we have another question. And this is known as the question of the minchas Chinuch. The Minchaschinich or Babad in source number eight asks, wait a minute. According to Rashi, it was a coat. Fine. He quotes in source number eight. The meal and the kutonet were basically similar. The meal was just longer. And that was the upper one. But the Rambam, and he quotes the Ramban maybe also quotes, then no. It was like what we what we think as tzitzes, all the way in the front or all the way in the back. He asked the Midrash if that's how it looked, I have a kash on the Rambam. Where were the tzitzes? Four-cornered garment. According to Rashi, it was a coat, it was rounded edges, it went all the way around. According to the Rambam, it was like what we have, two in the front, two in the back. It was seemed to be corners on the bottom, four-cornered garment. We don't have any evidence that there were tzitzes on the me'il. Right? All the begadim are described exactly in the Torah and in the brises. Doesn't say anywhere about tzitzes. You're right; it doesn't say about tefillin, but a coin worth tefillin. Okay, but the coin gadol, right, or the regular coin, under the, the gemar describes under the mikbas where, where where it was put. But no tzitzes are described on the me'il. So the midrash chinuch throws up his hands and says, "I don't know." but I have, I have one guess. I have one guess, says the Menchash I don't know if this is right, but I'll give it my best shot. What's my guess? Line 22. He says, Ach utos. maybe the whole question is mistaken. The Me'il, Mitzitzis. Maybe the Me'il, though it is a 4 cornered garment, is Potter. Why? Lo mitam tohu avoda. El behed Pater. Why? To kaim kisuscha. Only your baguette of four corners needs sitzes. We know a borrowed four cornered garment does not need sitzes. There's a shailah. If you borrow a pair of sitzes from somebody, do you make a bracha? Right? It's a tala she'ula. Unless there's das for you to own it. This was hektish. The big aguf. It wasn't kasuscha and therefore, below Ishtariklal. And then he says at the end, I asked a lot of people, they thought this was a bomb question, no answer. This must be the answer, says the Menchah It must be that it's like a borrowed begad because it wasn't really theirs, and that's how you answer the kash. Okay. The problem is, is it really shelhektish? The Cohen, when he's wearing it, is allowed to get benefit from it. Is allowed to use it. He always wears it all the time. Is it really borrowed? So there's another answer to the question. Another answer from somewhere where we've never quoted from before. We know the the one who really gets the credit for bringing Treles back into the halachic literature. And we're not getting into now whether. Should, shouldn't, all well, the milas or Hisronos, that's a halacha question, which we're not going to get into now. That's for the Gdolim to discuss. But the one who at least brought it back to talk about was the Raziner. The Raziner, 150 years ago, when he decided he's going to go find, and the Razziner's hold of one trelas, and other people hold of another trelas, but he wrote Svarim. So in one of his Svarim called Ein he discusses the meal, because it's made out of trelas. And in source number nine, you have his sefer, and he quotes a zohar, and he says this zohar answers both questions we have: where did the Rambam get his shita from of what the me'il looked like, and what's go, what's the what's the what do we do about the problem of tittes on the me'il? Let's read the zohar, line five: V'kad Yisrael Amrin Shema. Vada chiva and shamtin gadfayu, etc. etc. Let's continue. Bam. He talks about sits. but can mitzvah. de itmar baonal arba can't focus kusus chasher ba. de iu kegavna de meil haifod de pa'amonim verimonim inun lekabel tliin They are there hanging. The kasherin shule ha meil. They are hanging at the bottom of the me'il, inun l'kabel kanfei mitzvah. To be at the corners for a mitzvah. Ve'inun heiksharim l'kabel sh'ma Yisrael. Okay? What's the Zohar saying? We don't understand it fully. But the Zohar says that the pa'amonim Virimonim inun l'kabel kanfei mitzvah. What does that mean? Says the E'en says the Radziner. It was chayiv in Exactly what the, the Zohar says. The Zohar is explaining the me'il, the paminim rimon. But what's the purpose of tzitzes? To have something on the corners of your four-corner garment to remember HaKadosh Barakul. Because Hashem told you to put it there. Guess what, says the Raziner in the name of the Zohar. The pomegranates and the bells took the place of the tzitzes on the me'il. They were the tzitzes of the me'il. Mikan makar nifla. And he quotes the Riven, and he quotes the Kesev Mishnah. He says, No, this is exactly it. And he quotes a diak from a Gemara in the beginning of Arachin, which we're not going to get into. But he says, That's exactly the. the it, both questions are answered. The, look at the end line 30. It also had chalice in it. Right? Just like the. Real treles. And that answers all the kash's, hafla vinifla. Okay, good. One other uh, small, just a ha'ara, and then we'll get to the last two thoughts for the evening. Just a ha'ara, as most of the ha'aras are in the time of Dekra. We never really focused on him as well either, Rav Chaim Kanievsky's Safer Time of Dekra on Tanakh, which he has ha'aras, just Haaretz would illuminate very often halachic concepts. We know, let's get into the second half of the Parsha. Second half of the Parsha is the Avodah Hamiluim, the beginning of the Avodah of the Mishka. Now that we have all the Kalim and we have the begadim, so we need to do the Avodah. Perach Haftes Pasuk The Avodah is described and the Torah tells us you have to chef this animal and that animal there's by each one of the karbanos. There's and then there's something called shfihashaim, which means the leftover blood that was in the kaelin that we caught the blood in from the carbanos. So we pour on the southwest side of the Mizbayak. There were little holes by the yisod by the base of the mizbech, and you pour it into leftover dam. Pour it in the leftover Dom, okay. So Chaim Makinievsky just gives a ha'ara, which, when we learn Messaches Zvachim and we learn all of the halachas, or psachim, it's just a ha'ara. All, he yeah, he notes that all Karbanos have this halacha. Of the leftover dam is poured down those, and it goes down to the pipes, all the way down into the ground. Why only here by carbon chattas does it say it explicitly in the Torah? The Gemara learns it out from this pasik that there's a concept called shfichas Hashirayim. And again, as we've noted many times, every detail of the avoda has has symbolic messages for us, which we're not going to get into now. We'll have Hashem much time in Vayikra. But here, Rechaim Rav Rav Knievsky just points out why does it only say it explicitly by carbon chatas? See, so he says it's just a Dover pashit. It's obvious. By all other carbonos, we put blood on the mizbeach one way, and chatas is different. By all other carbonos, the coin does not touch the dam. He takes the cup and he throws the cup, not literally throws it, but flings it a little bit, the blood, so it comes out of the cup by itself onto the mizbeach. So it could very well be that all the dam is used up by those rikos. Chatos is the only carbon that, as the Gemara describes, a kohen is no sein etzba and then does this zirika. So you can have a lot left over. So that's why Mamela is the only one that's described in the Torah. Just a Ha'ara that helps spread light on why only that one is explicitly stated in the, in the Torah. Okay, obviously there's messages to that, but not for now. Let's move on now to the end of the parsha. After all the Avodah is done, Pasik tells us, Parachav Tes, Pasik Yutes, we do all of the Avodah, and the Pasik says, after we do all of it, we create pasig yerches reach nicholach ishel hashemhu. After we do all the Avodah, there is a reach nicholach. There's a sweet smelling reach. Call it a smell. How can a gets nachas? Because shparach gets nachas. You have to do the Avodah properly. Rashi quotes nachas ruach l'fanai Shavmarti venaseretzoni. You've done what I asked you to do. Amazing! I get nachas asks the Achronim, or the Rishonim. Even the Gemara asks this. So what about today? So we don't have the Beis HaMegdash. We can't bring Hashem Nachas. How do we get the Reach Nicho Yishel Hashem, today? How do we bring Nachas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu today? So in the Lech HaKtov, he quotes from the Zichron, mayor. Shachshabah, v'noseidah Rabbim, e'en lo no Beis HaMegdash. How do we do it? He says, one way, which each and every one of us could do. How do we bring Nachas to HaChadosh What does the Torah describe? Hashem gets Nachas when the Avodah is done perfectly. When everything is supposed to be done, is done. How do we bring Nachas to Hashem when we do each mitzvah that is on our plate? Bishle Musa. We do it in the best way possible. We do it L'Chadchila. Whatever mitzvah we're doing, we do it. We don't just get it done. We don't just get by what we can get away with. We do the mitzvah in the best way possible. And he says, like Shlomo amelech he has a beautiful mashal. What does Shlomo amelech say at the beginning of Mishle? If you search after mitzvahs like gold and silver, etc. Let's say you have an obligation. You have to pay somebody back. If you owe a hundred and you give back ninety-four, that's not acceptable. No, you can't just give back. Yeah, I basically, I basically paid you back. I basically did it. There's no basically in obligations. There's no base. Oh yeah, base. No, you don't basically daven. I basically davened. I basically, you know, did did what I was supposed to do. That doesn't work that way. Just like when it comes to gold and silver and obligations, when it comes to mitzvos, bishle musa, in a complete way, with kavana as much as we can, with the emaisa as much as we can, as is described in kasher Kashretziva Hashem es Moshe. Like over and over again, many times it says, 14 times, exactly as Hashem commanded Moshe, that's what we have to do. And even quotes, if we don't do a bishle musa, it could even be looked at as we didn't even do it. If we could have done it in a more complete way. Shol HaMelech. We all know the story. It's usually Parsha Zacher, but it's not after. Torah. Shol HaMelech is supposed to destroy Amalek. Shmuel comes and says, after Hashem told him, I'm upset that I appointed Shol to be the king. So what happens? Shmuel says, and Shol says, I did it. And Shmuel says, And Shmuel says, He didn't do it. And it was, Hashem was, it was nim'as in the eyes of Hashem, to use the language of the Navi. He basically did it. Basically doing it is not doing it. We want Hashem to have nachas from us. Reach nichoach. We have to do what is in our power to do. That's what we need to do. Okay, one final point for tonight. End off with a very powerful thought look at the end of the parsha. as we know, in the last aliyah, we have the last chli. We have the inner Mizbeach, the Mizbeach which has three names, Mizbeach all the same, just like the outer Mizbeach has three names, Mizbeach says the Torah describing the Mizbeach here I'm sorry, I take it back. This is described here, the Mizbeach uh, um, where does it start from? Basil I'm sorry, correct. After the Avoda of the Miluim is uh, finished, the Mizbah is called Kodesh kodashim and after that is described, at the end of the parashat, it's described the Mizbech Torahs. Good. What does Rav Moshe Feinstein pick up on? In Pazit Lamed Zayin, I'm sorry, I got confused for a minute, Pazag Lamed Zayin, the Mizbech HaKhitzon is described. And what is it called by the Torah. Kodesh Kodeshim. HaMizbeach Kodesh Kadoshim. It's holy of holies. It's sitting outside in the Azara. But it's the Kodesh Kadoshim. It's so holy. Yet, says Rav Moshe, if we look later on in Pekudei, when the Mizbeach HaZohav, the inner Mizbeach is described, which is also described here at the end of Titzaveh, it's only called Kodesh. It's not called Kodesh kadashim, Isn't it ironic? Yes, Rav Moshe Feinstein. We're going to skip source 13 for now. Isn't it ironic that the outer Mizbeach, the one that's further from the actual Kodesh kodashim is called Kodesh kodashim And the Mizbeach that's inside is only called Kodesh. Why is that? The more, clo- the more inner you are, the less you are. Chas Vashalom. Says of Moshe, two answers, but the first one we're going to focus on. Says of Moshe, if anyone is involved in Kodesh, inside, then on the outside, you've got to be Kodesh kadosh. If you're Kodesh in the Pnemi, you've got to be kodoshim in the Chitza. What does that mean? Demi, Kodesh. If somebody's learning... Then you go outside to the world, you gotta be on an even higher level. If there's a Jew, if there's an Ovid Hashem, we keep mitzvos. So when we're in our Amos, when we're amongst, when we're in Shul, we gotta act in a sanctified way. But you know what? When you go out into the world, you gotta act in a super sanctified way. We gotta be on an even higher mila when we go outside. He might take this thought, as Ramosha does, to mean that if somebody is known as someone who represents Torah, somebody who learns Torah, someone who's a rabbi, somebody's Kodesh inside, then they even have a higher standard they have to look at because people look at them as representing Torah. Kodesh Kodesh. But it applies to each and every one of us that are connected to Torah. If we are connected to Torah, Kodesh, in our personal, private life, then when we go out and are involved with many people on the outside... Like the Mezbech HaChitzon, we got to even be on a higher level. Because we are a model. We are a, a symbol of Kodesh, and we have to show Kodesh kodashim on all those on the outside. Again, a very powerful thought that we always have to make sure that when we are being viewed, when we are identified as Ovde We have to make sure we are super squeaky clean in all of our areas and not just Kodesh but even Kodesh Kaddash. Okay? We'll stop here.